And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on the 21st of November. It is the 21st. Wow. It is. Where's the year going? Uh, the 21st of November, joined alongside me by Mr. Liam Hancock. What's going on, guys? It's Liam here. And Mr. Roy Hancock. Hey, Diesel. How are we? Mate, I... I <laughs> I'm good now. I know what date it is. It's incredible that we're early. nearly at the Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's scary days. Flies by. Ho, ho, ho. The festive season is almost upon us. It Nevertheless, is. it has been an incredible week in, I guess, the NBA landscape. It's completely been flipped on its head, you could say, mm. with uh, the trade. Of, well, all the, I should say the numerous trades that all have occurred. All the trades, yeah. All the trades. There's been some massive trades that have occurred, as well as the NBA draft that occurred earlier in the week. I think it's safe to say this is the biggest week this year in news and odds and ends. It's and hard whatnot. to keep up. Well, speaking, I guess you could say a moment ago, about the festive season, really for basketball fans it is, you know, we are treated at this time yeah, of year. Yeah. Uh, normally it's earlier in the year, so to get it late in November we are... I guess you could say lucky. Christmas um, came early. Christmas came early indeed. So, guys, as I was mentioning, a huge episode in store for you today. We have a few odds and ends to recap from throughout the NBA and NBL. We also will recap then the uh, the draft and some of the notable winners and losers in that, followed by recapping some of the notable trades as well, and end with Entertainment Weekly. My love child, let's go. Uh, just quickly before we get into it, guys. <laughs> yes, Lee. Get all the props you want for that I one, will. mate. I will. Um, tomorrow, guys, you may have heard on last week's episode, we had partnered with Intersport, mm. which we are absolutely thrilled about. And we're running the giveaway at the moment. Uh, this will be announced, the winner's announced tomorrow. So if you get this episode as soon as it drops and you haven't already entered, be sure to do so. You're in with a chance. $50 Intersport voucher. We've got one for Facebook and one for Instagram. So. Mm. You know, I mean, and the thing is, it's not like um, we're asking it to share on your story like most people do. It's a you follow both of us and you comment three people's names. Like it's a free fifty. It's free money, isn't yeah, it? And nothing's for now. free these days, is it? No, no. Good, Lee. You feeling good? Feeling pumped. Mate, up. You look charged for this episode. <laughs> I am. I'm pumped. <laughs> Excellent. Let's get into it, fellas. Odds and ends. Uh, should I kickstart us? Go, if you want. Okay, I'll kickstart us with, I guess you could say a sombre note. Oh, it, it's not a somewhat sombre note. It is a it sombre sucks, note. It though. Uh, our absolute thoughts and prayers are with Clay Thompson. Yeah. Mm. Uh, only, was it yesterday, the day before? <sighs> uh, it's kind of yeah. blows with the, the time not zones sure. in America, but he suffered a season-ending Achilles tear. Uh, now, this comes off the back of him missing all of last season yeah. with a, a, a ACL tear in his right leg. This uh, Achilles... Tear comes in his left, so mm. he's going to now spend two entire seasons on the sidelines. You you just don't come back from these injuries the same player as you did before. No. One, let alone two. Let that's alone two. That's devastating. That's um, it, it really is heartbreaking, and obviously it puts a huge dent in the Warriors' chances of you know returning to a top you know three to four position in the West this year. Um, how do we think they'll go without Clay Thompson? Uh, we'll speak a little more about that later with their okay. replacement. Yeah, right, and it will speak on it later. <laughs> but, um, that's, what, that's what I get whenever Nick says something like that. When yeah, he says we'll speak later. Oh, message oh, received, oh, right. Loud and clear. Um, <laughs> but but it is horrible, and because yes, he is one yep. of the most beloved players in the league. No one um, doesn't like him. Well, that's it. You can't not like him, mm. and what he does for the game and for that team is huge. Mm. And their replacement, who we will, we will name later, we will. Yeah. is there. There is no replacement for him. The Absolutely way he fits not. into this system and alongside alongside Steph is just second to none. Yeah. Um, and for a guy like we've just seen Kevin Durant spend the year on the sidelines with this injury, mm. but to come back after this upon an ACL tear as well, I tell you what, he's. I I want to be an optimist, but it's hard to see him being. Yeah. You're Half also a realist, though. Yeah. yeah. So to come back from one of these injuries, let alone two, it's going to be an absolute battle for him. This, so thoughts and prayers. My, my one here, this is not really trade talk, but it is a little bit, but it has to be said here because it's so big. James Harden declines his $50 million extension with the Rockets. $50 million. That's Are you incredible. Serious? First player to that potentially so make $50 million. Uh, Wow. Brooklyn Nets been the the heavily rumored destination. Gotta hope he goes there. Imagine. Well, we've spoken about this, haven't we, fellas? Like the thought of a big three. Mm. You got Kyrie, KD, and Harden. Yeah. Who who's going to want to take a back seat? Kyrie. Oh, he wouldn't want to, he, but he's going to have to. And they're all ball dominant ISO players as That's well. That's it. There's so much isolation play there. 
it just I don't think it'd fit. It's not conceivable. Actually, and I like the young players mixed with KD and Kyrie well, now that I think of it. This Nets yeah. team, you want to see those... T- like, we haven't seen Kyrie and KD together yet. You'd want to see how they gel and work together. I think Brooklyn did say that if they... No, sorry, the Rockets did say that if um, they did offload James Harden, Kyrie Irving would have to be part of that package. Jeez. So still two ISO ball-dominant players. It's hard to see it working. I don't know. But that's a lot of money to turn down. He's thrown away the bag there. so much. That's how you know Houston has a problem, hey? (laughs) (laughs) 98% laugh rate retained. Go on. Mine was a pity exhale through my nose. No, I enjoyed that. (laughs) Good from you, bro. Appreciate it. And an eye roll, my dad. Um, You don't get much love from Lee. (laughs) I'll move ahead. Uh, Australian Damien Cotter has been appointed as an assistant coach for the Bulls. He was previously head coach for their G League team, the Windy City Bulls, and before that, coach the Sydney Kings. Yeah. Mm. So again, like the last couple of weeks, we've mentioned, um, you know, Will Weaver and other coaches from the NBL who are doing good things. Yep. And Damien Cotter's the next one to follow upon that. Good. Uh, Lee, this one's for you, mate. Here we go. Kick on. Now, you'll you enjoy this. Tampa oh, uh, officially yeah. have a team. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the Raptors. somewhat. The Raptors, yeah. who have... You know, being declined to play in Canada, they'll now be based out of Tampa. Yeah. They're not quite the Tampa Gators, but the Tampa Raptors. Yeah, that's the way. How, yeah. how do you feel about that? I like that there's a franchise over in, playing over in Tampa. Um, not quite their own, but no. it's a step in the right direction, it isn't is. it? Probably yeah. should explain the backstory. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, for I'll those just... of you who don't know, not too long ago, a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, we held a episode where we created our own franchises. Check it out, a good episode. A quality episode, I would say. I think the St. Louis mm. Eagles, my little love child there, was head and, or head and shoulders above what you guys had to offer. Oh, give me a spell. But, Lee, you put forth the Tampa Gators. I did. Um, so, Tampa, look out for them. Maybe it's a, uh, a sign in the right direction that, that a franchise could be headed their way. Uh, on Australian and NBL talk, you could say, uh, did you want to go around? No, no, no. Do you have okay. any? No, Sorry, no, I'm just okay. excited. Well, I'm, I'm excited I'm, to share. I'll okay, go, I'm going next then. Okay, mate. It's, it's, Hurry know, up. It's not a competition. Hurry <laughs> Orlando Johnson has become the Brist- Brisbane Bullets' first import. Uh, he played yep. in the NBA with the Pacers, the Kings, the Pelicans, and the Phoenix. And, yeah, he's, he's a guy who's made it to the top, so he will no doubt impart valuable knowledge and wisdom onto the young guys on that team. And it's just nice to have, I guess, a name player you know, helping with the brand and identity of this franchise. So Orlando Johnson, watch out for him when the season resumes early next season. Before next I year. before I go on with mine, is there any sound you love more than this? <laughs> I don't think okay. there is. So if that's not a clear indication, <laughs> if you didn't catch that on the mic, uh, we are... Tr- uh, what? It's been a couple of weeks. Oh, a couple wow. of weeks since the drinking episode, but we've so we're having put a one refreshing beverage. It's a beautiful day down in Hobart, so Thought why not treat few. ourselves? Um, but I'll go on. Listen to this. <laughs> go on, mate. OKC okay, so have 17 first round picks from now until 2027. That is a lot. That's, That's 17. Now, I know he gets accolades and applause. Um, Sam Presti, mm. <laughs> you know, not many, I guess. You know, GMs or owners, anyone in the in the league could do what he's doing and still be, you know, given the credibility he is. Yep. Um, being able to, I guess, rebuild this franchise. There's 14 other teams in the West who are going to compete. He's doing the absolute right thing in, I guess, tear it down and rebuild to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Yep. And the war chest they have at their hands, they are going to be set for the next decade. Yeah. They are really in a wonderful position with their young players in yep. Shea but alongside all these draft picks, they're in a hell of a spot. This is a key example of how to rebuild your squad, isn't it? Like, they've lost, obviously, KD and Westbrook, who were their pillars for, you know, near on 10 years, and now they've built built it up from the bottom bottom up. And, you know, how many draft picks? 17. 17 17 (laughs) draft picks. Over the next seven years, or six years. Six years. They're going to be scary in the future if they get their selections right in the draft coming up. But... You'd think that they'd hit on a few of those draft picks at least. Opposed to someone like the Houston Rockets, who are really you could you could say in denial um, to rebuild. Yeah, you know, he's he's gone in with no fear and he's gone in with confidence and he's know when to hold him, know when to fold him. Exactly, don't you, Lee? you do. Kenny Loggins, absolutely, mate. Well done. Uh, Corey Brewer is set to join the Pelican staff in player development. 
Mm. Played 13 years in the league, most mm. recently with the Kings. Again, another a name who, you know, he's he's played on multiple franchises, played in the league for a, an extended period of time. Yeah. Will be able to help this young team. I mean, wasn't he a player this year? Corey Last Brewer? Yeah, yeah, this season. Yeah, and he's, so, kicked, he's gone right to the coaching front. Like it, why not? When, yeah. you're, when you're running hot, keep running. No time to waste. I have some news, and this guy, he's been through the ringer this week. Kevin Porter Jr. from the Cavs. This week he's lost control of his Mercedes-Benz GLE and rolled off the highway for starters. In the same incident, he was arrested on weapon charges and then a couple of days later he was being accused of punching a woman in the face. Yeah, so... Jesus Christ. Uh, we Kevin Porter Jr. Absolutely do not condone violence in any manner, but especially um, to women. No. So he's... In an absolutely horrid spot at the minute. Um, in saying that, they are accusations, so we won't look into it too much. We won't, but um, yes, that's how the mighty can fall, isn't it? What a mm, week for him! Absolutely, um, and certainly hope all that's resolved. In that, like you're guessing for something like that, he needs help, mm. and you certainly hope that he gets what is required for him to get back on track. It's something you hear. Um, in like rapper news, not in NBA news. You know what I mean? Rapper news. Rapper. Yeah. Oh, that's a generalisation. Yeah, isn't it? What? Ah, well, you do. It's. I'm just being. I'm an honest guy. <laughs> I, Speaking of that, did you see Anthony Edwards rapping? I must have missed that. No, he's he pretty good. good. Better he's than spitting bars. Almost better than Dame. Oh, Ooh, that's a big call. call. It's a big call. Um, another bloke who's known to uh, stretch the vocal cords. Victor Oladipo oh, and Sean Marion have joined an ownership group to purchase the NBL's New Zealand Breakers. Oh, wow. um, Oladipo's investment was for between 5 and 10% of the franchise at an, a rough value of 1.2 to 2 million, should I say. Yep. Uh, the Breakers are valued at 27 million. So, yeah, nice little investment there from VI. Jeez, it shows you that these NBA players, and I guess people on an international scale, are taking a you know, taking attention to the what we've got to offer down here in the NBL. You know, Victor Oladipo is no scrub by any means, and for him to take a part ownership in a squad like New Zealand, that's a that's a big get, actually. TLC should have made a song about him, No Scrubs, <laughs> followed by, featuring Victor Oladipo. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, it is great to see, and, you know, great that these players, as much money as they make on the court, off-court off mm. is where you've got to be smart and sensible. Like Shaq was a huge mm. example of that. Yeah. Um, Even LeBron. like MJ and LeBron, yeah, absolutely. Getting so yeah. getting the bag indeed. So it's good to see other players following their their guidance. You could say definitely. Uh, other news from me: now, he, a player I've notoriously hated on in the podcast, Tobias Harris. Yeah. Now, have you turned a corner? I had. Well, you haven't. It's not a corner, but I want to pass on my sincere congratulations to him. Oh, okay. uh, he proposed oh, over oh, the week. Oh, okay. uh, his partner said yes. Now, what what I absolutely love now, as I've said, I'm I have hated on him quite extensively. Mm. But how's this? On his Instagram, he posted the quote: "Life exists only at this very moment, and in this moment, it is infinite and eternal. For the present moment is infinitely small. Before we can measure it, it has gone, and yet it persists forever." She said yes. Oh, so, that's... and you should have seen he's he's done like a path and a big love heart and yeah. candles and. You know, I'd love to see that. That's I, beautiful, I, honestly. No, I'm, I'm a, a, what would you say, a cupboard romantic. I love a good rom-com and whatnot. Yeah, so was, yep. for him, it was great to see a guy who I've hated on quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, good on him. Congratulations yeah, there. How's that, though? Tobias Harris' wife, ring count, one. Tobias Harris' ring count, <laughs> zero. Quit it. <laughs> Quit it, man. But, yes, that is true. Congrats, yes. Tobias. Yeah, well done. Absolutely. Fellas, do you have anything else there? No, we'll Nothing. move on to the big one. Okay, let's look ahead. We had the NBA draft during the week and what a draft it was. So what do you reckon, fellas? I'll rip through the top 15 and we'll take it from there. Yeah, Yeah. go for it. Okay, so at number one, the Wolves picked Anthony Edwards. Two, the Warriors picked James Wiseman. Number three, the Hornets took LaMelo Ball. Four, the Bulls took Patrick Williams. Five, Mm. the Cavs took Isaac Okoro. Six, the Hawks took Onyeke Okongu. Love it. Seven, the Pistons took Killian Hayes. Number eight, the Knicks took Obi Tobin. Nine, the Wizards took Denny Avajar. Ten, the Suns took Jalen Smith. Eleven, the Spurs took Devin Vassell. Twelve, the Kings took Tyrese Halliburton. 
13, the Pelicans took Kira Lewis Jr. 14, the Celtics took Aaron Naismith. And 15, the Magic took Cole Anthony. Not Ooh. Towns. Oh, take a breath. Take a breath. Not man. Towns. No. <laughs> Cole. 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 <laughs> you say Cole. Cole. Son of Greg Anthony. God damn. Whew. Take a breath. Fellas, where should we start? Now, what a draft, hey? And yep. the number three went as... Many expected, you could say, I think, after we discussed it mm. on an episode a couple of weeks ago, we thought Anthony Edwards would be the number one pick, mm-hmm. James Wiseman number two, and mm. LaMelo Ball number three. Lee, where do you want to start? We should start with the number one. Do we want to start with Anthony Edwards? Yeah, to. let's well, do it. You can't really go wrong with drafting uh, the Ant-Man, you know. It was the, <laughs> the Ant-Man? That's yeah, what his man. dad called him. Yeah. Pick up, Nick. Pick Goodness, up. okay. Um, it's no Paul Rudd, but... You know, yeah. <laughs> um, with the perspective yeah. of who he fits the best with, it was probably the Wolves all this yeah. time. You know, an explosive shot-creating guard with a strong frame. Pairs very well, I'd say, or he's going to pair very well with Russell um, to strengthen that, uh, that backcourt. Um, and then because Russell and Lamelo would have clashed, well, not clashed, but their yeah. their playing styles wouldn't have gelled. Yeah. Whereas Edwards, uh, I think, will fit perfectly. The only concern I have, okay. and I hundred percent agree, I had them as a win of the Wolves. Yeah. The only concern with Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell is the defensive side now. Yeah. I think they are going to put like teams are going to put up an absolute truckload of points against them. Mm. Uh, again, think- depending on what they do. I think uh, the Ant-Man has the physical attributes to be a capable, solid defender, though. Yeah, he has the potential, but, you know, many people, myself included, have potential. Have we lived up to it? God, you have zero potential. (laughs) Not basketball, at least. Not basketball, no. Zero. Just in life, man. Yeah, no, you definitely do. Yeah, that's more like it. No, Um, you don't. You'll be me. I was just kidding. (laughs) Although I think getting Ricky Rubio, who we'll speak about a little more later, I think he will enhance the development of these younger players as well, having that... Need that veteran. Yeah, that veteran experience and someone who can facilitate at Mm. the level he can. He was the second leading assist getter in the league this season behind LeBron James. And back to his his roots too. I love to see it. Back to his roots. So a phenomenal pick up there. Yeah. Anthony Edwards clearly has the most upside of pretty much any player in this draft. I think he's got the most NBA-ready body. And I think straight from the get-go, you'll have obviously Carl Anthony Towns and... D'Angelo Russell as your main offensive options, but geez, this guy can score. And I think straight from the get-go, he'll be there. I guess he has to be their third option yeah. straight from game one, doesn't he? Right. I just My, want. Oh yeah. Uh, I just want to talk about it real quick because I think it should be brought up. I'm oh, guessing you be, it better be good because I'm running hot. I'm guessing <laughs> you guys saw his comments on his lack of um, commitment yeah. to the NBA. What, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? So a guy a who's worry. been taken as a number one pick yeah. saying that his care factor for basketball isn't that high mm. is concerning. It is. And I guess I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to say, but I have quite a good segue into my next player. Yeah, okay. go for it. Um, no, I've, did, I'm done with that. With yeah. Edward? Yeah. So you've just said, yeah, number one pick. Um, I'll transition into a winner. I gave the Kings. Okay. Now, I and think the where? absolute biggest steal of the draft was Tyrese Halliburton. The fact he went number 12, yeah. the six foot five point guard out of Iowa State, he averaged 15.2 points, 5.9 rebounds, 6.5 assists, going 51.5% from the field and 43.4% from three. Here's the difference. He Edwards, number one pick, has said, you know, his care factor's not that high, mm-hmm. whereas Halliburton's already come out and said his goal is to win Rookie of the Year. He yeah. wants mm. to prove he's the best player in this class. And I think, you know, for all the talent you have, your actual mindset is what set Like, all players at this level are on a similar level in terms of ability, yeah. but the mindset is what makes them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Good the point. fact he went number 12, I think he's going to come out with a real burning desire to prove himself. Mm. And the fact he's come out in public and made his intentions clear, I think he's put a little more pressure on himself uh, I can't wait to see what he does, and I think being partnered alongside Aaron Fox, mm. that backcourt is going to be must-watch. I what, cannot wait to see them. While, while we're on the who we think the steal of the draft oh, is, here we go. I've got to go with go do it then. Denny Avia. What is it? Denny Advia, I think. Avia. Advia. Yeah, one or the other. Um, but he went nine. 
He went. I thought he was going to be. What did I say? Top six. Five. I, I thought the Hawks would take him at six. He I went, thought he could have gone four even. He went. He went um, nine to my Wizards, which I couldn't be more happy about. Um, he's a versatile player, not only on the offensive end, but surprisingly on the defensive end too. He can knock it down from three or in the paint. Um, I think we're going to look back in five or so years from now and be like, "Yep, he definitely should have." being picked a bit higher in the draft. 100% agree. Mm. A great pickup for you guys. I love um, it. I can't wait to see what he does. And it continues mm. to trend up. Oh, don't quote me on the years. It's, is it the last 10 years? Mm. The NBA's had uh, two yeah. international players go in the top 10. Yeah. So it's great to see international talent doing well. And that's the thing with international players. Um, they're not set on this routine path. They have a bit of leeway over from wherever they're from. So he wasn't restricted to just um defending or scoring like his passing abilities are up there as well because he hasn't been restricted from it i think he's got to be the best international player of this draft i think as lee said i reckon we'll look back in retrospect and go geez nine is how did eight other teams pass on him um same with as she was speaking before about um halliburton at 12 it's ridiculous that he got to 12 but considering he was potentially a top five pick. But what it does make me wonder is why did those other teams pick, um, you know, pass on him? Uh, did guess, depending say- on what they need. Like a, I know some teams it was, let's take the best man available. Other teams tried to base on what they needed. Uh, not always doing it right. Quick, it. quick trivia question to see how much you guys learned about the draft. <laughs> Go. So probably not much, but go on. Denny Avijar. Yep. And who was the other international player in this draft to go in the top ten? Um, the other one was would have been someone from six. Killian Hayes. Ah, ah good. I got you. <laughs> good, 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 good. Where from? Uh, France. Ah, was he? my man, my man. I was well, paying attention. Okay, so um, yeah, I think of you know. I think Denny's going to do great in the league. Yeah. Um, and all these players, it really was from, you know, four till almost 20 up in the air, the order. Yeah. I gave another winner. Now, a team who's kind of not failed to hit, well, who has failed, I should say, to hit their expectations, the 76ers. Mm-hmm. I, I graded them as a winner. I yeah. think they they cleared a heap of cap space, getting, getting rid of Horford and Richardson. Yeah. Again, we'll speak about soon, but... The fact they did that, and they picked up Tyrese Maxey at number 21. Mm. Uh, six foot three guard, played for the Kentucky Wildcats, averaged 14 points and 3.2 assists this season. I think getting him at pick 21 was a steal as well. So combined with the fact they, they got off so much money off Horford mm-hmm. and Richardson and the fact they got this young stud, uh, I gave them as a winner. With Right. I reckon we should move on to the second pick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, Warriors, Golden State Warriors drafted James Wiseman. It's a guy who I think when we look back on it, they, they did need a key big man, and I think he'll work well in tandem with Steph Curry, and he'll work well with in, in tandem with the rest of the um, Warriors outfit. Um, but, yeah, he, he's probably... He's probably going to have considerable success straight up in terms of these guys who are drafted, you know, top five are generally drafted to pretty ordinary teams. So it's going to be interesting to see how he goes on a team which is already pretty established, even though they don't have Clay Thompson, which is obviously a considerable out. And they don't have a clear number one centre. They don't. That works well in his favour, whereas if he had been selected to a you know, a top contending team with a starting centre would have been, I guess, relegated to the bench. Would have been a different story, hey. But, um, yeah, intrigued to see how James Wiseman goes. Um, won't have as much responsibility to do any scoring, but on the defensive end, he's going to be relied on for a lot. Um, so I did like this pick. What do you guys reckon? I think they did the right thing. Really, it was a logical pick. Uh, they could have got Lamello, but it didn't make sense. No. I think getting Wiseman and a capable centre was in their best interest. Uh, I'm, as you said, bro, I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. I think he will be given... I, like, he's starting, but there won't be quite as much pressure, I don't think, mm. because there will be players such as Wiggins, Draymond Green, uh, Steph Curry, and it's certainly a shame they don't have Clay. Yeah. But I think he'll be in an environment which is suitable for his growth. Mm. He doesn't have to be the face of a franchise, whereas like Lamelo, who we'll speak about, number three at the Hornets, 
He is the face of that franchise. So yeah. I think Wiseman will have ample time to grow and develop in the league. I've got a good question that I've just thought up just now. Just um, off the scone. Yeah, just off the noodle. Creative juices flowing for Lee. Yep. If you knew that um, Clay Thompson was going to be injured prior to the draft, would have you taken Lamelo? I think they did know. Did like, they? I think, oh, okay. I, th- I think they did know. And the fact they didn't panic... Yeah. And they, okay, I didn't know because they were still able to use their was it their mid level exception on a player mm. who we'll mention shortly. Um, I think I you think have to they be made the right choice. I think you're rock solid with the plan that you've got coming in, regardless of any last minute changes that happen. And at the end of the day, they were always going to be missing that you know big man. Um, so I'm I'm quite happy that they've taken Wiseman. I think they would be too. Absolutely, I'll take the number three pick if you like. Go yeah, Lamelo Bowl to the Hornets. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Jeez. So <laughs> oh, great insight. Um, <laughs> as like there is a, at this current stage, Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. I guess as two focal points of that team, mm. they are both going to be absolutely put in the back seat because this is now Lamelo's team. Yeah. Uh, he is going to be given the keys to Charlotte and given all the opportunity in the world. Uh, well, to which success that bears is unknown. I don't think they're I, certainly not going to be a playoff team. I think. Being on a small market team will benefit him personally. You saw how well he performed tucked away in Australia. Um, on the other side, he has been given the keys to the franchise. He's already got that established stardom and box office attraction. Um, so you could say the lights are bright, but they're not blinding to him, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Good point. Yeah. Yep. I think I- the other thing that might benefit him as well is that Terry Rozier is all already been put on the trade block. There's been a few mm-hmm. trade su- suggestions for him. So I think as m- many minutes and as much exposure as he can get um, early days for the Hornets will benefit him enormously because I think he is ready to take on the reins, particularly for a smaller franchise franchise like this. Um, yeah, it's exciting to see what he's going to do. Absolutely. Like, it's uh, good he didn't go to, like, the Knicks because they're in all sorts in terms of but if he was there... <laughs> Bloody, the lights would have been blinding. Well, speaking of the Knicks, I, I graded them as a loser in this draft. Okay. Now, they selected Obi Topin at eight. Uh, certainly a talented player and can certainly... He might potentially be the big best man in this draft. Mm. Wiseman or him, it's really a coin flip, mm. uh, depending on how you see things. He doesn't really fit in the Knicks system. They didn't need him. Now, whatever system they have, based on the fact he needs to be an absolutely legitimate stretch for... Based on the fact Barrett is just going to get to the rim interior presence. Yeah. And Mitch Robinson had the highest field goal percentage in the league because that's all he does, get to the rim. Yeah. Now, they don't need anyone to clean up the paint. And the fact, I'm not so sure that Topin can develop a consistent outside shot. Mm. Uh, I'm not void, but like one of the players is going to be void because... They haven't targeted the right areas, I don't no. think. I had and to laugh when when he when they did select him though, because they've got another power on the roster at the moment, and now they've they've cleared all them. Who who all of them? Well, they've cleared quite a few, so we we're going to speak rid of, about that. They but they got, got rid, rid of Taj, didn't they? They got rid of Bobby Portis, uh, waived Taj Gibson and yeah. Alfred Payton, so there they freed up. 34, oh, 34 million. Okay. Well, it's, it, it does make a little more sense, but I, I still see where you're coming from. He he might be null and void in that position that he's in at the moment, particularly for the Knicks. And the fact they've still got Julius Randle as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, particularly you've got players like Danny Advija who came after that pick who they could have used really, and now they've gone with yet another power forward. Mm, still on, not, not sold on this one. Agreed. On losers, I gave the Hawks slash... Onyeke and Kongu as a loss, Um, as a a loser. Now, my reasoning, he went number six. Yep. Congratulations. Well done. Okay. He has has the potential to be the best centre of the draft as well, alongside, I shouldn't have said Topham was the centre. I got confused there. I was like... (laughs) Um, But over Wiseman, potentially. He could be a Kongu. Um, Yet they've just traded for Capella, so... Good point. What yeah. is the thought process there? Are they going to trade Capella, a guy who hasn't really played a game for the franchise? Uh, Collins, John Collins plays minutes at centre no, as well. No, he's out of there. Like, it seems difficult that he's going to give, be given the time to develop that he needs to be as a guy who went number six. I see, Ro- Ro's got some rebuttal, I feel like. Oh, yeah, well, I 100% see where you're coming from in terms of they've already got two defensive stalwarts on, on their roster. Both those guys are starters, though, right? 
and Collins and Capella. Yeah, both those yep. guys are starters. What's going to happen when the second stringers come on? To be honest, oh, I yeah, because they traded Dwayne Dedman. They're going to struggle enormously once their second string has come on because obviously John Collins and um, Clint Capella will need a rest, and I think he's the perfect guy to hold down that second string. He's a super versatile player, prides himself on his defensive game, so we know that he's going to hold that side of things down. And I think he's, his upside is enormous as well. I've already heard that he's got comparisons to Bam Adebayo. I think it makes sense for the Atlanta Hawks to recruit someone who can make an impact off the bench when, you know, players like John Collins and Clint Capella aren't on the court because let's face it, a lot of these teams aren't going to be um, aren't going to be providing much when their second string comes on, particularly these lesser these lesser quality teams. So I actually don't mind this selection. Very good, fellas. Yeah. I love having a bit of debate with you, Rose. So, you know, fair, fair point. I'll take them on board. Uh, Phil, is there anything you want to add from the draft? Nah, it's I might just me. very quickly. No, please. The floor is yours. Touch on pick four. Patrick yeah. Williams. Patty Patrick Will. Williams didn't expect him to go pick four. Not in this lifetime, not in the next lifetime. <laughs> I reckon he was a mid-round yep. pick, yep. which was, I think, probably a fair assumption but no the bulls have obviously seen something in him that the rest of us haven't um it's one of those selections which might make the bulls look like geniuses down the track or they might make them look like complete idiots and it's just going to be a matter of time but i for one and i'm sure a lot of the rest of the nba community were shocked when they took pat williams at pick four when they've got players like okoro on kongwu killing hayes Avija, who they could have taken, but they've gone with a guy who they obviously see more in. Must have uh, had a good um, draft interview. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. And I 100% agree because, like, as we said, this top three was pretty, pretty much set in the concrete. Mm. Um, like, we knew it was going to be Wiseman, Edwards, and, uh, <laughs> and Bob. What are you laughing at, Lee? In some order, that top three. But after that, like, it, it truly has been... Like one of those one of those drafts that could go anyway, um, and this is this probably no more I guess exemplifies it than Pat Williams being taken at four um, for the Bulls. You know, as you said, Ro, they certainly could look like geniuses. Whether they will or not remains to be seen. They won't. They, they won't. They took Pat Williams, and like you said, there was there was a bracket of obviously the top three. Stop laughing, right? What are you giggling at? I don't know why. But that was the bracket of the top three, and they were going to go in any order. And then from four to probably... 15 to 20. Yeah, 15 to 20. It could have been anyone, and they chose Pat Williams. So it was a bit bit of a curveball from the board. Probably the biggest shock of the draft, really. But if there was any draft to go for a left-of-field choice, this was the one. So, yeah, yeah, watch this space. I look forward to seeing, you know, how he plays out. Mm. Fellas... There has been a whole heap of trades and moves during this period. Yep. Uh, Should we recap them? Yeah, we won't go over them in detail, just the winners and losers. They've honestly been so hard to keep up with. There's been so much. Uh, We're no doubt, when you guys listen back to this, we're going to miss certain things. Yeah. um, Because it has been an absolute battle trying to keep up and to condense it into one podcast. We should have almost done an extra episode just to fill it with all the trades and news. But we'll give it our best shot. We'll go in turn. So I'll start. Um, This was probably the first trade that um, came to air. It was the Thunder trading Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers for Danny Green and the number 28 draft pick. Who won this trade? As a Lakers fan, I'll kickstart this. I love it. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's great. He was arguably the sixth man of the year, in my opinion. He, he should have been, been over yeah. Montrezl Harrell, yeah. um, who has also, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, just signed with the Lakers. <laughs> but I think it is fantastic. Danny mm. Green is on the absolute back nine of his career in terms of age. Yeah, he's on the recline, um, decline, sorry. On the recline, on the recline <laughs> armchair, you reckon. Um, but I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great pickup, and he will absolutely dominate on the second unit. Lakers win this trade. 100%. Yeah. But also for the, for the Thunder, um, you know, they're rebuilding, so they're trying to acquire as many yeah. assets as possible. They got that pick. Another well first round pick. And they then in turn got rid of Danny Green so that, and made more of it. So well mm. done to them, but... 
for the, as a Lakers fan, I am stoked with this. So we need to do it in an order. So this is a win for the Lakers, right? It was a win for. Oh, it has to be a win for the Lakers. Yeah, and really, Nick was it was the Lakers? It was a win for the Lakers. Okay. Absolutely. I just want to get that ball rolling. Uh, just quickly before we move on to a trade that went through, we had. Uh, it's now not going ahead, but we had. Milwaukee receiving Bogdan Bogdanovich, yeah. mm-hmm. and the Kings receiving Dante DiVincenzo, Ursan Ilyasova, and DJ Wilson. This has since not gone through, yeah. um, so a big blow there to the Bucks because I think he would have been a perfect complementary piece. Yeah. Uh, I always mm-hmm. say piece, <laughs> piece alongside uh, Giannis, but nevertheless that one didn't go through. A trade that did go through for the Bucks was them receiving Drew Holiday. And in turn, giving back to the Pelicans, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, three future first-round picks and two future pick swaps. When this was first reported, I thought the Bucks won this by a mile. They got Drew Holiday, who's probably one of the most underrated key two-way... the most sought-after names, wasn't he? Probably, yeah, I would say so. In exchange for Eric Bledsoe, who I personally don't rate very much at all, and George Hill, who's at the back end of his career. But then Woj came out with a few extra pieces that the Bucks had to give up to get him and included uh 2020 first round pick which is number 24 I believe but then uh 20 there was also a 20 RJ Hampton it was for, who uh played yeah, in the that's NBA right. yeah that's right yeah, RJ Hampton that's big but they also got a 2024 first round swap rights 2025 first round pick 2026 first round swap rights and 2027 first round pick. So they gave up a lot of their future and it just shows that they have to win a championship with Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton leading the pack over the next few years or else their future is in all sorts. So do you think, so do you think Bucks win this one? No, no. No, I I think think the New Orleans Pelicans win it by a mile. And it adds to their young core. They've got already with Zion, Brandon. Uh, yeah. Brandon Ingram, should I say, Lonzo Ball, yeah. and their asset chess now is mm. it's not quite on the level of OKC, but they are building it's a hell of a war chess. Yeah, um, and getting Bledsoe, George Hill, like Bledsoe, you know, I don't rate him as highly as many others do. Mm, likewise no. with Euro, but I think he's still going to be a nice complementary plate. Oh, what's wrong, wrong with me? Oh, dear God, me. I, I did, uh, just a fun fact, I think it was in grade two or grade three, I did go to speech therapy for a couple of lessons. <laughs> I remember I went, mum came along, and it was something to do, I think, with my S's, so it's got nothing to do with Bledsoe or pieces, but this word's really causing me grief tonight, okay. today. All right, right, you go. Deary me. Okay. <laughs> fun facts. Um, another one, a huge one throughout the week, was that the Phoenix Suns got a hold of Chris Paul. Um, there was I'm also Abdel Nader, Abdel Nader, who's a lesser-known player, obviously. Um, but then Oklahoma City Thunder got Kelly Oubre Jr., who we'll touch on has since left Oklahoma City. Ricky Rubio, who has since left Oklahoma City. Ty Jerome, Jalen Leck, and a 2022 first-round draft pick, which adds to their ever-growing amount of draft picks. Who do we think won this, won this one? Well, I think it's, uh, it's hard because I think for the... For the Thunder, the way they're going, it's a win for them because they are acquiring as many assets as possible. Mm. They have swapped Rubio and Ubre since for you know more draft picks and things mm. of the kind, so well done to them. Yep. But I think for Phoenix, I think they're the real touching point here because now Devin Booker has a more than capable running mate to a, you know mm. alongside Aiton. Chris Paul has had, I guess, a bit of a resurgence this year, you could say. Yeah. And I think the fit... Did you guys see the videos earlier in the week of them doing the gym together? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see it. You're right, though, because as much as it is to get CP3 on that squad, it's more so to keep Devin Booker happy because there was a lot of talk about him leaving. So I think it's it's a two-way sort of thing. One, getting CP3 as an established veteran who can... We've seen with OKC, he can lift them to the playoffs. But... Probably more so keeping Devin Booker happy in Phoenix. Um, so who won? <sighs> and I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll, Phoenix. I'll say Thunder. I think I always um, condemn uh, teams for building for the future and Chris Paul's in the latter end of his career. Um, the Thunder got a lot of picks and a lot of players, so I'd say the Thunder. I think sure. They only got one pick. Well, what, but uh, then I guess they then turned yeah, into exa- more picks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. they yeah. did. Yeah, but I've, the trade itself. I think the fact that they've been able, they'll be able to keep Devin Booker at least for the short term by 
acquiring Chris Paul is a big get. So I'd probably give it to the Phoenix Suns, even though Oklahoma City, geez, they're adding to their war chest, aren't they? Okay, I'll go next with a real quick one. We don't really need to touch much on this. It was just a trade of note. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets received Bruce Brown and the Detroit Pistons received Daznan Musa and a 2021 second round pick. What a boring trade. Why'd you even bring that up? That's why I said it was going to be a quick one, mate. But I'll I'll follow it up with a better one for you. Hurry up, because I have some. Oh, all right. Jeez. Someone's getting aggressive. He's got the uh, drunken courage. Um, Portland Trailblazers receive Robert Covington. Yeah. The Rockets receive Trevor Ariza. First round picks in 2020 and 2021. I like this one. I don't really like um, anyone being held over at Houston just because it doesn't seem like a good place for anyone. So I'm happy that. And I love Rob Cove, so I'm happy that he got to go. Great to signing the for the Blazers. It is. I reckon. It I is. love so it. I think they've done really well there. Uh, you know, it's hard giving up picks, but the 2020 pick, 2021, uh, I don't think it's going to be too much of a blow for them. And I think, you know, really it's kind of on the last legs, I reckon, for Dame and CJ, yep. this kind of go around. And mm-hmm. I think acquiring... Covington will certainly put them in a better position. Draft picks are no use to them at the moment, are they, though? Because no. Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum, as you said, alongside, you know, Nurkic, Collins, Whiteside to an extent, you know, they're, they're all win-now players. They've got a win-now squad, so it's no use waiting for 2024 um, first-round draft picks because those blokes will be sort of heading towards the latter end of their career. Speaking on Whiteside and the centres in Portland... Uh, I might jump ahead to the pick that happened just recently. The Memphis Grizzlies got 2020 first-round pick number 30, Desmond DeBain and Mario Hazonia. The Portland Trailblazers received Ennis Cantor and the Boston Celtics get future draft considerations. Mm. Mm. Now, okay, so great for Portland. Mm. Cantor gets reunited with the Blazers. He did, I think, really well there, and I think he's a great piece. This stage in his career, he can be... He can be happy to be that kind of second, third mm. role centre. Agree. For Boston, they lose, uh, I think, the a capable back- piece. And I think, I really think they're in trouble now. They lose the backup centre. And, and, and um, they got Tice, Tice as isn't even a capable. I'm really worried. I am too. Do they know something that we don't know potentially at the moment? They because have to, at well. the moment, they've got rid of their backup centre with Daniel Tice as their main centre. It is worrying time. Panic stations. From a Boston's perspective. Um, but I think we're still in the hunt for Miles Turner, which would be a big get. That would send um, Daniel Tice to a bench position, but a lot relies on us picking up another key big man because yeah. getting rid of our backup centre is it's, it's a head-scratcher for mine. Well, we saw Gordon Haywood opt out of his, was it 30, $36 million? Don't quote me on it. $36 million contract. Gutty's um, not on good terms with them. He says he never wants to wear a Boston jersey again. Did he say that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Deary that, me. That's a big one, but... Because they've just thrown him in the under the bus. They don't want him anymore. They've said, you can you can leave. He's not a liability, but he is an injury concern. Um, yeah. That's a lot of money. But again, watch this space. Uh, we'll move ahead. We've still got a lot to get through, fellas. Mm, so, go. other trades. I'll go. Um, Thunder trade Danny Green and Ter- Terrence uh, Ferguson to the 76ers for our Horford and draft compensation. Jeez. I don't, know. I don't know who wins this, to be honest. <laughs> I give it to Philly. Yep. I think getting off our Horford's contract, yep. um, number 34 pick, Theo Mowden, you know, it's not a huge loss. Mm. And I don't think our Horford's all that, to be honest. Not at this point of his career, no, I don't I mean, and the money he's on. He's not on the up either, though. He's on the decline. Oh, he's super yeah, slow. Absolutely. He's, a, he's a bit of a liability. And he but looks then... about 53. I guess the upside. <laughs> if I look like that at 53, I will be stoic. <laughs> I guess the upside for Philly, though, is they desperately need shooters, and I guess it wasn't the shooter that they thought they, they would get, but they've got one regardless. So I'm sure Danny Green will help spread the floor, um, but... Yeah, um, he needs to regain some sort of form because at the moment his confidence would be at an all-time low, surely. Fellas, I'm going to pound through the next couple. Okay, just we won't it. dwell on them. Yeah, right. we'll say the winners and losers. Minnesota get Ricky Rubio, 2020 first-round pick, number 25. Emmanuel Quickly, who was then dealt yeah. to the Knicks. Uh, 2020 first-round pick, number 28, Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. Oklahoma get 2020 first-round pick, number 17, Alexei Pokyasevsky. Okay. Well said, Nick. Well done. Pats on the back there. uh, Brooklyn Nets, a separate trade. Getting 
get Landry Shamit. Yeah. LA Clippers get Luke Kennard. Detroit Pistons get Rodney Magruder. 2020 first round pick number 19, Sadiq Bay. Next trade, Philly get Seth Curry. Yeah. Wow. Seth Curry, Dallas get Josh Richardson, number 36 pick in this year's draft, Tyler Bay. Win-win. Next trade, Atlanta Hawks get Kyrie Thomas and Tony Snell. Detroit get Dwayne Dedman. Next pick, which we might touch on slightly, Golden State Warriors get Kelly Oubre Jr. Oklahoma get protected 2021 first-round pick. This one, though, will convert into two second-round picks if the Warriors finish in the top 20 in picks. Kelly Oubre filling the role of Clay Thompson, fellas. I actually really like it, to be honest. Um, it's as good as they could have done. Oh, it really is. And I wonder if they would have picked him up, though, if Clay Thompson went down or if it was more of a reactive um, trade. Regardless, I think it, it's a good thing for the for the Warriors. Um, another, another piece to help Steph and Andrew Wiggins and obviously James Wiseman. That's di- when you look at their squad, I'd, obviously they, I don't think they'll be anywhere near as high as they would have been with Clay Thompson there as well, but they've still got a considerably good um, squad. So um, I actually like this. Well, the thing is with Kelly Uber, I don't know if you guys saw with um, picking up his contract, like, I think they took on $16 million or so a year. Yeah, but it's right. going to be worth about 70 or $80 million based on the luxury tax. Okay. So they are taking on a hell of a lot of money here. Mm. So um, it's a long-term investment, really. Well, it is, and I truly pray for their sake that it works out. I think, mm. you know, given Clay's out, I think Ubre's as well as they could have done. Uh, can't wait to see how that goes. I mean, it's good for the Golden State Instagram because the percentage of women are going <laughs> to... Go up, women followers. Why's that, Lee? Because, God, he's a good-looking fella. <laughs> he's a How good-looking come our man. Instagram's not going as well? We've got three good-looking fellas. Come on. You raise a good point, Nick. You raise a very good point, but... Um, he's better looking. You know, Kelly Oubre, he's... Don't concede. Don't concede victory, Lee. I'm not conceding victory. I'm just acknowledging a pretty boy. A couple of more. Hey, just before you go, on, oh, I can't sorry. believe I can't believe you just brushed over Seth Curry for Josh Richardson. So, how long has Seth Curry been with the Mavs for? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been. A while. The only thing is, we've got so much to get through. I know, but I just wanted to say, like, um, I condemn Seth for staying with the Mavs for that long. I love him. And you commend uh, him. Yeah, you don't condemn, condemn. him. Ah, oh, whatever. But I ain't <laughs> bloody care. But I hope the best for him. That's all. Uh, mate, little... If he's listening. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to rip through a few quick more because we've got a lot to get through. Christian Wood has re-signed. Oh, yep. no, he's not re-signed, should I say. He's signed a three-year, $41 million deal with the Rockets. He's so resigned. that's the opposite of re-signed. <laughs> no, that's why I corrected myself, mate. Jeremy Grant has signed a three-year, $60 million deal with the Pistons. We spoke about this. $20 million a season. It's more than I thought he would get. Yeah. Mm. Um, Joe Harris is staying with the Nets on a four-year, $75 million deal. <laughs> Garrett Temple signed a one-year, $5 million deal with the Bulls. Montrez Harrell, oh, big one. Mr. Sixth Man of the Year, has signed a $19 million two-year deal with the Lakers. Deary we'll man. touch on that, fellas. Now, what's... We- They've got the, the Sixth Man of the Year and the runner-up in Dennis Schroeder. Wow. Okay, with Making that in moves. mind, why is Dwight Howard still at um, the Lakers? Dwight Howard has signed with the 76ers. Has he? Oh, good. Yep. So he's mate, gonna... You see, there's so much going on, we yeah. can't keep up. Even us who are podcasting was, and telling them. I was going to say, though, if if um, if old mate from um, Clippers has gone to the Lakers, they don't need Dwight Howard, no. which is good they've got rid a, of him. A yeah. one-year deal for Dwight for the 76ers. Danilo Gallinari has signed a three-year, $61.5 million deal with the Hawks. Mm, Josh Jackson like Jackson signing with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, how's this for some... Oh, listen coins. to this. Listen to this. De'Aaron Fox of the Kings has signed a five-year, $163 million Sheesh. max extension. I had that in my calculator just before. Holy crap. Oh, my Lord. My God. Well done, young fella. Now, that's $32.6 million a year. <laughs> Get your bag, boy. Get your bag. And I tell you what, paired alongside side Therese Halliburton, if Luke Walton oh. was spoken about here, I've spoken about how upset I was that they played slow. If they yeah. played You're having an affair on your wife. Oh. 
Mate, I need to bring it up every time I say his name. He just looks like it. If they take my advice and many other people's advice and play quick into the strength of this team, they might be the most exciting team to watch this year. Jeez, that'll be quick. Um, Other news, Jordan Clarkson signed a four-year, $52 million deal with the Jazz. Mm. Wow. How many years? Four years. Four years, $52 million. That's, I think that's somewhat warranted. So $13 million a year, roughly, depends how it tra- escalates and whatever. I think it's warranted. Warr- I was hoping he'd come over to the Celtics, but... It's warranted in 2K because he can hit down the threes in that, that's for sure. Mm, <laughs> Rodney Hood will return to the, the Portland Trailblazers on a two-year $21 million deal. Uh, your man, Lee, Davis Bertans has signed a five-year $80 million deal with the Wizards. Warranted. That's, Great to that's lock a- him up for five years. That's actually not bad um, money. He was I, a, I would be happy away, with that. To give away, you know. Particularly given he was a legitimate risk to be offloaded somewhere else. But, yeah, that's a huge re-sign. We're making right. top eight this year. You reckon? Definitely. I, yeah, it depends. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I know no, we, we spoke about this rumours that uh, John Wall could be on the way out and a potential package for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is, Watch this space. Which is pretty much... Trading expired Gatorade for expired Powerade. <laughs> well, Cop that three well, times. I love John. Will, I love John Wall, but jeez. Um, <laughs> but it is. He's on in the latter end of his. Okay. Well, well said. I'm going to rip through a couple of quick ones here, then we'll speak about them. Uh, Nicholas Batum has accepted his 27 million dollar player option with the Hornets. Of course, he has. My God, what an absurd I amount mean, of money! No, wouldn't. Yeah. Demar Derozan has accepted his 27.7 million dollar player option with the Spurs. <sighs> Andre Drummond has opted into his 28.7 million seat, uh, player option with the Cavs. He has. He has. So he's not getting traded. He's no, sticking sir. in Cleveland. Oh, why wouldn't you for 28? Million. I wanted him to um, go to the um, Boston Celtics. JaVale McGee has opted into his $4.2 million player option with the Lakers. Um, AD, and a man who's, I guess, entered free agency, he looks pretty intent on re-signing with the Lakers. Yes. Don't expect an announcement too soon. No. He's just weighing up the structure and length of that contract. Uh, Jabari Parker will opt in for $6.5 million with the Kings. Here we are, okay. James Ennis will decline his $2 million player option with the Magic and become a free agent. Yeah. Other news, real quick. Uh, we've got Ersan Ilyasova being waived by the Bucks. Good. Don't like uh, Ily. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that man. personal? Yeah. Just doesn't like these appearance, I think. Fair, no, fair no, shout, no. fair shout. It's not a Jokic situation. <laughs> the Lakers are going to waive <laughs> Quinn Cook. He has a non-guaranteed contract. He'll receive $1 million out of his $3 million contract, mm-hmm. but uh, he is being waived by the Lakers. Uh, also, fellas, oh. there, there's, mate, there's more. There's more. Take, there's always go more. On, go on. That being said, I think they're the main one, so I think okay. I'll hold it there because oh, yeah. there is that much news, honestly. And this, there's, guys, this, there's probably going to be double that by next week. This episode, yeah. when you listen to it, it might sound a little bit funky because there has been so much news and mm. a lot of it. When we're recording, like we're recording here, it's currently 10 past four on the 21st. Um, you know, a lot of news has been breaking as we speak. So I haven't looked at Facebook in the last hour or two. I mean, I've just had to check it then just to, just to see if we No, no more news as we speak. Uh, but, guys, we will no doubt bring you all the hottest, latest news next week. Um, I certainly hope listening back to this, it's as clear as it sounds in our heads. But um, there has been a lot going on, so bear with us. Yeah. Oh, Jeez, my God, I need to take a breath. It actually is exhausting trying to get through I, every single... It's, mate, we're, we're into nearly 54 minutes. Has that not gone so quick? Like, it's fine. You, can, you can't get all this information in. I've got... So I've, I'm looking, there's... You see, here we go. Ah, Robin Lopez is signing with the Wizards. Did not see that. When was Marcus that Morris is signs a four-year, $64 million deal with the Clippers. Okay. Um, Justin Holiday signs three-year, $18 million deal with the Pacers. And the thing that annoys me is... And it's so overwhelming. There's a lot of coulds, like it's saying here, Haywood could sign a four-year, yeah. $100 million deal with the Pacers. That's what's overwhelming. It's not the trade, it's the maybes. Oh, wow. God. Okay, so, so you know, there you go. That just, I guess, exemplifies what we're saying. Um, <laughs> fellas, I think we've got to move ahead because we do. if we keep refreshing, we could be here all day. Like <laughs> There is updates coming through by the minute. Uh, we will endeavour to get them all to you on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. We are active <laughs> on all. Um, but no doubt we'll bring you all the latest news on our podcast next week. 
Yeah. I think what we do, though, because we could be here all day, we look ahead to Entertainment Weekly. Love yeah. it. Because I'm running out of breath. Like, it has been <laughs> I nonstop. Felt, I don't think I've taken a breath yet. I felt like my uh, recap of that was just yelling. I just yelled so much. <laughs> my God. A lot of yelling over the top of each other. See, but... this, is, this is why we need the support of... Uh, you know, various platforms to enable us to do a daily podcast oh, where we can good. recap the news as it comes. Hey? I mean, this time of the year it'd be handy, yeah. Do it in no, all year, mate. We will find content. Okay. We will punch it out. Yeah, so absolutely. Any potential uh, investors, you know, we we can uh, we can provide the content. <laughs> uh, Very good. Nevertheless, let's look ahead to Entertainment Weekly, fellas. Lee, I believe you're kicking us off with the song this week. I do have the song and. The artist that I'm dedicating it to has dedicated a lot to the NBA in terms of his music, um, but he came out with a song this week called 2020 Draft by Sheck West. Here we go. All right, turn it up. With the first pick, first pick, first pick. in the 2020 NBA Draft, the New York Knicks Sheck select... I'm going to put the on the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on from there, but who doesn't love Shaq? Shaq West. I don't even know who he is. Shaq West, did Are he you come serious? up with Mo Bamba? Are you serious, Nick? He, I'm serious. He sang Mo Bamba. He's no John Farnham. <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed in you. I, oh. I have heard the song Mo Bamba. I didn't know. It was by Shaq West. Yeah, Shaq West, Shek. signed with Jack Boys. Um... Friends with Trav Scott. Don't like the fact they said the New York Knicks number one. Why didn't they he, say the Timberwolves? Because he was born in New York. Yeah, but it, it's... I'm from New York, you like... But it's, 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 not, it's not informationally correct. Factually correct. Factually yeah. That's the word I'm yeah, looking for. you made up a new word. <laughs> that's a good word. I yeah, don't know that. Um, He's from New York. She likes how he talks. <laughs> Quote it. One of his lyrics. It is catchy, though. It is catchy, no doubt. And, like, I had a lot of better songs that I'd rather um, put up, but, like, it's an NBA podcast and a song called 2020 Draft, which is still very good. You've got to to check it out. No, we like the um, relevance to the episode. It's good. I wouldn't have made it relevant at all. No, neither, but I like how it is. Shaq has been bowling, though. Has he? Yeah. He's (laughs) in the song. (laughs) Uh, do you want to kick us off with the... You've got the movie, I've got right? the movie. Uh, my movie's called The Upside. It's starring Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston, so already star-studded. Um, it's about a paralysed billionaire who is played by Brian Cranston. Um, his name's Philip, and he's looking for a caregiver to look after him on, a, on his daily basis. Um, then you've got Dell, who's played by Kevin Hart, who who's actually an ex-convict on parole, and he applies for the job for the sole reason to not be in violation of his parole orders. So as part of his parole orders, he has to put in a certain amount of job Community applications. type stuff, yeah. Yep. Um, job applications. Job oh, applications. Okay. So these two, these two are complete opposites in, in every single way, um, but... There's something about Dell that Philip likes when he applies for the job because he's sick of these other people who just makes him feel like he's, you know, hopeless, which in reality he is, but they make him, they make him, (laughs) well, he's stuck in a wheelchair and he can't do much. He's, he's, he's paralyzed. What about Stephen Hawking? One of the smartest men known to man. Yeah. You can take that to the bank, right? I I don't think... um, (laughs) I don't, think, I don't think Brian Cranston's character is any yeah. Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Um, so how's he a billionaire then? He's a. I think he's an author. He's an author. Okay. So he's somewhat smart and has some talent going. And he hasn't been paralysed his whole life either. But anyway. Jeez, you weren't expecting this. <laughs> no. <lately. laughs> I feel like I'm in the bloody interview. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he, he's sick of the boring interviewers, uh, the boring caregivers that he's had in the past. Um but I found this movie really interesting because they both come from very different walks of life. Yeah. And it's interesting to see how Kevin Hart's character, who's so full of energy and so full, full of life, interacts with Philip's character, who's so, I guess, to an extent, he's lifeless because he can't do as much as can, he wants to can do. Can he talk? He can talk. Okay. But with the insertion of Kevin Hart's character into his life, he gains more... Um, ability to live his life, and he Kevin yep. Hart's character exposes him to more things than he would have been exposed to otherwise. 
Um, so it's almost like Philip needed someone like Dell in his life to make it seem worthwhile. And I think, Certainly. I think we, just the just when I saw the cast, even before I watched the movie, I was hooked already because I, I love these two actors. But after watching it, I was very glad that um, yeah, I spared two hours. So definitely worth watching. Um, the upside, Netflix. Uh, Stan. Did I watch it on Netflix or Stan? It was either Netflix or Stan, but one of the two. One of the two. Were you guys big Malcolm in the Middle fans? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I was not massive, but I'd watch it every now and then. I would have been small when it when I was watching. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, that's where Brian Cranston is. You know, yeah. first, you know, yeah. Frankie Muniz played Malcolm, the yeah. lead role, but it was uh, Brian Cranston as the uh, the dad there who kind of. I guess shone the brightest to a certain extent. He did. So, uh, and, and then, then everyone knows him for Breaking Bad. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Obviously. Also starting Godzilla. Did he? There yeah, you he, go. He got knocked off pretty early in the film, but uh, <sighs> that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> yeah, turn. great pick, Roy. Thanks. Uh, my TV show. Better next. be good. Better be good. Now here's one I had to consult with Roy just before the episode. I can't recall. It's been a while since I had the TV show, if I'd used this one or not. Mm. We're not entirely sure if you have. Yeah. What was it? So apologies if he has. <laughs> okay, let's run with it. Uh, Orange is the New Black. You did. I, you damn it. Already. I knew. I, you know, because you write all your notes in notes, just just look up Orange is the New Black and you'll see it there. Oh, sorry, I mean, Mr. Obviously. Fancy Pants. Okay, nevertheless, I'll Regardless. run with it. I'll run with it. I'm deeper into the series now. Yep. Um, so Orange is the New Black. It's based uh, on a female prison, you could say, um, and it kind of tackles a whole host of issues from racism to, I guess, false imprisonment uh, to sa- wrongly convicted. Sorry, Lee. In saying that, it is a comedy. Like, by going off that, that sounds like it's some serious business, but it is a comedy, isn't it, right? Or, is it, or reality? Uh, no, or what? drama. Drama. I'd say okay. drama. It's not comedy. There is funny, lighthearted moments. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it does tackle a whole host of issues. Um, that are deep into the core, yet it, I guess you could say it is easy viewing. Like, I know for myself, watch it, um, you know, you can be in any mood and watch it. It is easy viewing, yet does, you know, it tackles some deep issues. Does Taylor Schilling in the first couple of seasons, Jason Biggs, who you might recall from American Pie um, in the lead role, mm-hmm. yet, uh, you know, it really it kind of takes you through a whirlwind of emotions. I know there's some characters who I've hated at the start and have grown to love, and vice versa, loved at the start and have grown to hate. Yet, um, you know, I'm on season six, I think seven seasons it has. Oh, can be lot. found on Netflix, yet it uh, really takes you on an emotional journey of some sort. So well worth checking out if you guys need a new TV show. Love okay. it. Recapping Entertainment Weekly, Lee, your song. Uh, uh, 2020 Draft by The King, Sheck West. My TV show was The Upside. Beautiful, and my TV show was Orange is the New Black. <laughs> that what you did not just say orange. Orange, <laughs> you said orange. <laughs> no, well, I might go back to grade three and go back to speech therapy at this rate. Oh, my goodness! Um, guys, wow, a little bit over an hour into the piece. What an episode it's been. Um, we've we've had a couple of drinks during this one, so the quality may have deteriorated somewhat, and likewise the. Uh, presentation of information but um i I speak on behalf of all of us it has been a huge week and Mm. likewise today the information that's come through in terms of trades free agency has been off the charts in terms of um the quality deteriorating i think you know i think most of the listeners like us because we're 50 50 basketball news and then 50 50 ourselves and we're making it fun and giving a little bit of banter so mm. I, I doubt they're um complaining let's give a little bit of a uh i guess a a warning okay. um i know in this episode we've had some tops i guess some slight technical difficulties yeah. Oh, yeah. um we'll le- look to resurrect the or not resurrect rectify rectify <laughs> right. we resurrect back. we'll look to rectify <laughs> these in the post-production um hopefully there isn't too much of a buzzing sound during mm. the episode um, if there has been, thanks for persisting. Yeah, I was about to say, if you've stuck with us to this point, fair play to you. Well done. We appreciate it. I know Ricky what would have. Shout out, Ricky. Shout out, Ricky. Slick Rick. Slick. Um, but, yeah, guys, we truly appreciate it. As we said at the top of the episode, we do have our giveaway. Uh, we'll be The winners will be announced tomorrow, the 22nd Sunday of November. Um, you know, if you haven't already, if you hear this episode as it drops, make sure to go enter. Enter straight uh, away. Because 
you know, particularly on our Facebook page, there's a very good chance if you enter that you might actually take away that $50 voucher. So Absolutely. And a big shout-out to Intersport. Mm, uh, yeah. you know, we're absolutely stoked to be partnering with you guys. Mm. Um, Tasmania's leading apparel. Uh, sportswear. Yeah, sports, yeah, that's what I'm going, sportswear provider. Activewear, um, sportswear, yeah. Yep, all of the above. So, you know. Tell them in, in Hobart, in Centrepoint, is where you can find them. And, the, and Kingston. And, no, that's what I was going to say, the Kingston store whereabouts. Uh, in Channel Court there, you'll find them as well as uh, – Cat and Fiddle Arcade. Yeah. No, it's Centerpoint Arcade, isn't it? Yeah. We've got two arcades here yeah. in Hobart. But it's nevertheless, well worth checking out in sport, guys. Uh, quality Dimmicks. people, quality <laughs> products. Guys, wow. What an episode. Do you have anything else? Any final, I guess, comments or anything you want to get off I your do. chest? Look, it's a beautiful day, and I would say I'm going to go outside and enjoy the sunshine and soak it up, but I'm about to win, I'd say, about $20 from Nick by beating him in 2K. Oh, you take it right we love, the strong. We, we love finishing off the episode with a bit of banter, don't we? And a, a, a few big calls. and <laughs> That's one of them. Not big. I, I think it's a given. Anyone can A monkey with a PS5 remote could beat Nick right here. Big call. Okay. I say to, I guess, the rebuttal yeah, delay, um, you know, Diamonds are made under pressure, mate, and I'm going to come out fit and firing uh, to, to end it. the episode, guys. A big thank you for listening, tuning in. Continue to do so so on our socials. Uh, there's no get, doubt going to be plenty of mm-hmm. uh, breaking news during the coming hours and days, and we will be sure to bring that to you. Um, so tune in. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast, and we look forward to talking to you guys all next week. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. No, shit. <laughs> one, two. We can't get it in sync. We need to get it in sync. Okay, one, two, three. Love, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Ray didn't even say it. <laughs> okay. I'm done. We're done. Love you, bye.